a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down in the most delightful way. <laughs> I'm the boogeyman and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're back. Ten minutes with the boogeyman. What is going on? Well, what is going on is you just had a fantastic fight on fri- last Friday. Yeah. It was it was great. It didn't last very long. You didn't even give me enough time to get the live feed up. <laughs> you know what? One of the favorite part of my days is when people message me and ask where the live feed is, and I send them your way, knowing full well that it's going to cause a bunch of shit. Because <laughs> I know you're not here. It's awesome. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah, uh, I got over a thousand <laughs> messages uh, the day of your fight with some very aggressive French people. Yeah, uh, but all in all, it, the what the fight last a minute fifty eight seconds. Hello, hello. Hey, so I, sorry, I, cut out there for a second. Oh. All I said was, uh, all in all, it was a great night. The, what the fight last, a minute and 58 seconds? Yeah, it was a minute and 58 seconds as far as I know. it. Um, we were kind of hoping to get a few more rounds. That guy actually fought Oscar Rivas of Quebec via Cuba, who's ranked number 30 in the world, and it took Oscar six rounds to finish him. And so we figured uh, it would last a little bit longer than that. But, you know, I, uh, I ended up... Um, kind of executing the game plan there a little early and threw a right hand and you know it caught him right on the chin it was a great setup because the right hand came off of a back step yeah we we knew he'd be aggressive and so <clears throat> what we did was uh <clears throat> kind of game plan to movement you know i'm always moving forward i'm always trying to be the aggressor and and i end up uh losing distance with these guys and uh and taking some power off my punches because I'm punching them too close. So, you know, something Rich and I had worked on was, uh, was, was finding that correct distance. And, you know, I stepped back and he walked right into that right hand. Oh, it was, it was perfect. Thanks. He went down. I was, I was super excited, but then everybody was yelling at me after the fight that the live feed's not up. I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like sending people your way. Makes my day. Yeah. (laughs) But for the next one, I will be there live. Oh, yeah. Well, that's standard. You know, I enter in Alberta, you're going to be there. Yeah. I know that. Um, I'm going to say you enter anywhere at, from this point on, I'm going to be there because the <laughs> the resounding people that were mad at me that I didn't have this thing up was uh, it was aggressive. Well, that's awesome. You know, like that's, that's a good thing. It just goes to show, you know, you got some loyal listeners. People are interested in uh, in seeing some quality boxing, and so hopefully I keep on putting on good shows, and uh, you're going to be right there, part of it. Yeah. And you said that you were going to be in Edmonton. Is it this week or next? 
I'll be there next week. I'll probably come in uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think. Okay. Uh, probably Tuesday, because I think I'm going to stay a little bit longer, actually, and just kind of uh, meet with some people out there and start organizing some big fights. That's, uh, that's a great idea. I will be mm. there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Perfect. So you're at the weigh-in. I am at the weigh-in. Something, something might show up in lines of something funny. Who knows? Yeah, we have no idea. But we, we can always expect the unexpected when the Spice Life podcast comes around, for sure. Always. Now, do you have an opponent yet? I'm sure Mel has somebody in line. <laughs> do I know who that person is? No. Um, but, uh, you know, like that's that's Mel, right? She likes to keep her cards close to her chest. She, I, I'm, she's told me a few months ago that she had a bunch of opponents lined up and uh, and we would be good to go for the 22nd, so... That's kind of that's kind of what I'm expecting. You know, they always come through. They're professional, right? They've been around for thirty some years. So, yeah. well, and they're flying you out. Oh yeah, yeah. My flight's booked, um, as far as I know, and uh, I will be there. Well, it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great weigh-in. Um, I don't know Ooh. if the press conference is going to be on the same day as the weigh-in this time. Probably not. No, I think yeah, I think Wednesday they'll be doing the. Uh, the press conference as usual. Usually they do it the day before the weigh-in. Huh. Well, I'll yeah, miss that. As far as I know. Yeah, I'm going to miss that. Uh, I am going to be bringing some people with me, like my wife, the boogie child, and one of the boogie cousins is coming. Oh, the boogie cousin. Is it the boogie child lookalike cousin? No, it's the, uh, the, the young gentleman, my nephew Hunter, who I just had to take in today for uh, concussion assessment. Oh, yeah, we're going to keep an eye on him. Yeah, so now he is in the basement for the next 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, make sure he doesn't fall asleep. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm we're, we're going to roll out. And we're gonna, we might even go over to where the Edmonton Eskimos play and check that out while we're there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I actually called. The alumni called me the other day. And uh, they're not playing until the 30th in Edmonton. Oh, so are they going to even be in town then? No, they won't be. Oh, boo. Yeah, because last time they came out in heavy forces for the last fight there. They were there in full force. Mm. I like it. Yeah. You know, I'm doing the split, splits right now. I'm doing this interview. You know that, right? Like Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of splits? Yeah, I just kind of like sit between two chairs and stretch it out. Does that not hurt your nether regions? Well, no, that's what the chairs are for. I'm kind of above the ground there, you know? Oh, that's a skill that I don't have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could do like the half splits. <laughs> if you did the splits, I feel like like the whole island of Victoria would be covered with your legs. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> so oh man, how was the? I'm stuck. Uh, I'm stuck. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> how was the uh, the reception for you in Victoria at the at Summer Slugfest? Oh, it was really good, man. The the the, compu- uh, the community got behind us, and uh, we had really great support. It was it was pretty amazing. We had uh, two thousand people there. Um, there was, I think, eight to ten fights. We had MMA fights, kickboxing fights. There were some guys from Alberta there. I can't remember their names. Alexi was was uh, talking to them, and uh, yeah, you know what? It was a really good show. Well put on. It was kind of fun fighting outdoors. I've never done that before. A little bit hard to warm up, but. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That's fantastic. Now, I did do a live feed for an hour before your fight, 
and I, I was just taking some questions and a lot of people were asking me how you would like what Adam Braid would we would we see in the ring and I said well mm. don't expect to see the same one yeah because I it had nothing to do with the previous fight my answer it had to do with where you were training and and the guy that's training you yes yeah it was much different it was we had a very calculated game plan we went over a bunch of different scenarios over and over again um you know i was more relaxed for this fight than i've ever been you know i was very loose i was very calm it was it was nice you know it was uh it was it was definitely something different i feel like i'm i'm getting that, that proper boxing skill now well your footwork was what most impressed me you were moving real good on your feet yeah, I've been doing like a lot of skipping, a lot of leg work, a lot of different things to kind of to kind of help with that, right? So yeah. it's uh, I did a lot of running for this camp, like more than I've ever done, I think, in my life. <laughs> and I've done a lot of running, and I was doing um, a lot of plyometrics. I actually lost about ten pounds for this fight, so yeah. it was good. So uh, the one thing I was curious about is how the power was going to transfer over with losing the weight. <laughs> Well, I just feel like I'm throwing a lot looser, a lot snappier now. So, yeah. you know, the weight doesn't really have that much to do with it, I think, anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't think necessarily it's the power that comes behind the punch, but it's the snap at the end of it that does most of the damage. Yeah, it's the technique, right? And so that's, that's yeah. what I've been working on and punching for my legs and for my hips. And so, you know, I think that's a huge advantage. Uh, I will tell you, Simon Keen, uh, he, he made a threat towards me. What did he say? Oh, he said he's going to beat my ass. That's fine. Uh, he made he had made a post, and now he has re he has deleted it after I totally smashed him for being yeah, a that's Tinder kind troll. Of, that's kind of his move. He gets a little weird. He posts stuff, and then he takes it down. He doesn't respond. I don't think he really knows what's going on. Well, I called him a Tinder troll, and that he was uh, catfishing people in the UK. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, that was typical. Yeah, actually, actually got kicked out of the UK. As far as I know, he's back in Montreal now. He's been shunned over there for doing just that, stealing Tinder profiles. Well, I'm, I enjoyed Mar now that he's over in Montreal with uh, with our friend Brian Caldwell. And, yeah, uh, well, speaking of Caldwell, yeah. he actually called me. He's been given a new nickname out there. I don't know the French translation, but supposedly they call him Frankenstein because his footwork, he kind of shuffles and lurches around. Uh, the ring and I said you know I, from experience I noticed the same thing you know he kind of wears like these big sort of like Frankenstein looking shoes <clears throat> he can barely skip you know he has to get spotted when he skips they attach like uh, elastic bands to his waist that kind of help him get a little bit of extra vert <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you ever seen like those trampolines with people and they got those was bungee cords attached to it. kind of like that, but just for regular life. So huh. I, I decided to change his name to the Frankenstein. He's now Frankenstein. He's now Frankenstein? Yeah, we're going to do, like, you know, there's a lot we can do with that, right? Like, he was the tech, now he's Frankenstein. I don't mind lurch either, because you did say lurching. Yeah, we can lurch. Yeah, he's definitely a lurch for sure. He's got the same personality, same monotone voice, definitely. You remember that show, The Adams Family, with <laughs> Lurch as the butler? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's Brian. <laughs> Lurch. <laughs> the tick was good for a minute, though. I enjoyed the uh, the tick memes. Well, we kind of got out of it what we wanted, right? Exactly. Now, now he yeah, has an actual nickname. 
perfect. Well, because the the tick is it's almost insulting. <laughs> well, you know, it's not the most flattering name. Lurch, I think, really just you know really explains a lot about Mister Caldwell. So, are, are we going to go with Lurch or both of them? Just Lurch and Frankenstein. Well, we'll see what kind of mood we're in, but yeah, I would definitely like to label them with both for sure. Perfect. I'm down with that one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing now from now until the time you leave? Are you are you training or are you just trying to maintain from your last fight? Uh, I Rich told me he's going to kick my ass tonight, so whatever that means. Like last night, uh, Monday was a lighter day. But uh, supposedly he's going to push me quite hard today and keep that maintained fitness, and then we'll probably just do some light jogging and stuff like that from now until the fight. Huh. Well, I hope that Rich doesn't keep your ass. Yeah, he likes to go hard. <laughs> so that's when, that's when I'm stretching right now. He has no, no patience for weakness. So are you going to be driving up to Parksville today then? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to head up there uh, in about an hour here. Amazing. So, who is yeah, going to make it. the trip with you out to Edmonton? Uh, Rich will be. Rich will be. Okay. Rich and then, and then Milan will be in our corner if uh, if he has time. Amazing. Yes. Um, what else was I going to ask you? I forget now. I'm drawing. I'm I'm having a brain fart today because I was worried about my nephew. He's not feeling good. He's getting the dizzies, having headaches. Mm. So actually. That's a thing I can ask you about is concussion awareness. Like you obviously have a football background, professional fighting background, and you've probably dealt with concussions. Oh uh, yeah, I've had two concussions in my life. One from a car accident and then one in a football game. Uh the best thing I can recommend is just taking time off. Yeah. Uh, you can't get hit in the head for like at least three months after I would I would re- I would recommend, you know, especially at a young age, right? You just don't want to develop that sort of uh you know, intolerance to, to head injuries, right? It's something that's very serious. You know, I got a big buffalo head and a big fucking buffalo neck, and so, you know, I can take punishment better than a lot of people, but, you know, some people get hit and they never recover. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those things you definitely have to monitor. 100% agree with that because, it, they're, like, if you get a concussion on top of concussion, that's not a good, that's not a good time at all. I agree. You you agree? All right. I was talking to Luke Spicer yesterday, and he was saying that he was really enjoying the Braidwood shake. So I had asked him what he was putting in it, and he's leaving out a very key ingredient. Blueberries. What are you leaving out? Blueberries. Oh man, you got to do the blueberries. Come on. That's just it. Just makes sense. I actually put mixed berries in most of them. There's a lot of health properties in raspberries, strawberries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've switched to a new protein. I'm now using uh, New Zealand diesel whey protein, um, which is weird because it's manufactured in Canada, but they call it New Zealand whey. So I'm not really sure the parallel between the two, but that's what they call it, right? I use the same protein. It's fantastic. Really? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it tastes good. It's the only thing that doesn't give me like an upset stomach. Yeah, like before I was using like the Isoflex and then a Magnum product and then uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but I got gas, like bad gas. Really? <laughs> let's talk about that more. <laughs> well, but let's, be, let's be real. Farts are funny, but when they smell like a fucking cattle pasture, it's not great. Yeah. You stink your house out. 
Your wife gets pissed off, doesn't want to do nasty things to you. It's not It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I switched over to the New Zealand way. I like it. You actually know what I started putting in my shake? Yeah, what? Saskatoon berries. Saskatoon berry? What is a Saskatoon berry? They're kind of like a small... Uh, blueberry but they have a different taste and they're fantastic and they're very high in antioxidants can you bring me some i can yes amazing i will i will bring you some saskatoon berries i can, I can amazing so you're going to be in edmonton next week i will i will be there on tuesday, tuesday. Uh, possibly monday uh, i gotta call mel tonight actually and get my flight details but uh yeah i will be out there next week my man and i'm looking forward to it I can't wait. I can't wait to see you and uh, go out and cause some havoc. Sounds good, brother. I will see you soon. And that's 10 Minutes with the Boogeyman. This is Jelena Marjanovic, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice Life Podcast. Today on the podcast, we've got the unified lightweight champion, Shane Shaolin Campbell. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I got it right. Shane? Yeah. There's a couple other other credentials there, too, but... Well, list them off. Yeah, let's go. Let's hear them. Shane Campbell at Wikipedia slash ca i think it is <laughs> uh a couple a couple world titles uh a whole bunch of amateur north american titles some of them being the wmf uh or not the WMA, the wma world muay thai title the wka world kickboxing title um then uh some of the other mma titles along the way most recently the unified 155 but uh check me out my my wikipedia page or uh, hit me up on on any social media. Pretty much Shane Shaolin Campbell for all of them. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what what made you? Uh, I mean, you've had how many how many professional Muay Thai fights did you have in your career? It's big. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's I think it's up around uh, must be eighty, just a little over eighty. I think no, just under eighty. Jesus. Or so. Knew it was over seventy because that's what I saw the video. No professional would have been yeah, just about seventy I think. They yeah. all blend together: kickboxing, boxing, MMA. Yeah. <laughs> You've been having a real good run as an MMA fighter as of late. You were in the UFC for a little bit. Had some. Yeah. Well, your your UFC fights were exciting, to say the least. Yeah, you've been I uh, I put on a show and the guy is always a little bit hurt. That's for sure. What was your experience like fighting for the UFC? Do they treat you good or? Yeah, I mean they treat they treated me phenomenal. It was the most I've ever really been paid. It's uh, I'm really quite rattled at myself that I I missed that opportunity and didn't put as much focus and energy into it when I was there. I was actually surprised that they didn't have you on the Edmonton card. Uh, you you've got a couple wins. Yeah, I mean I uh, I. 
I was asking for, for Mitch Clark, uh, Cajun Johnson, and both those guys ended up being on the card. Um, but I was told that they didn't really want to sign anyone new for that, that card in particular. I did only have two wins uh, since losing, uh, you know, since being cut from the UFC. And I know there's a lot of other great fighters who have gone six, seven, eight straight wins outside of the UFC and haven't been signed back. So, I mean, I can't, uh, you know, a lot of people have worked very hard and, and accomplished more than I have since being cut and still haven't made it back. So I can't really complain. I just figured it was kind of a no-brainer with the the kind of style that you you fight with, right? Uh, you put on an exciting fight. Sorry, Shane. Go ahead. One hundred and one fights, and every one of them have been exciting. <laughs> it's a lot of fights. So, uh, what do you have coming up then? Do you have a, anything coming up defending that title? What? Yeah, I defend this title, and then I'm I'm in talks with a few other promotions. Um, Really wanting to, to, to I've, I've fought on many promotions from UFC, uh, K1, Lions Fight League, World Series, um, Unified, Aggression, MFC, I, uh, I won in, in Hong Kong. They're just, uh, it's showtime. So the list, uh, even a few more from there. Um, uh, one of the major ones that I want to add to that list is, is 1FC. Um, they're they're uh, quite a large company and really putting on a great show. And the Asia market really loves Hadoukens and other wild stuff like that. So I think it, it's a it's a proper fit for me. So do you uh, uh you were with the World Series of Fighting? Now they've correct. I might be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, well, I there yet. That's, that's where you I, did uh, the the thing. The Hadouken, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, now they still many many views on YouTube and uh, World Star. Yeah, did it make World Star? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A oh, couple yeah. million on there. <laughs> right. That's the greatest yeah. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, so love it, love it. When they talk to me, they, they they a lot of people are always you know one of the first things was it a Hadouken or a Kamakamaya or. What, what were you really throwing, man? I argue people this all the time. Yeah, it could be whatever you want, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> energy down. What's up? Yeah. So the World Series of Fighting has changed their name now to the Professional Fighters League. Have they contacted you? Um, No, they haven't. That's disappointing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what they got going on over there now. It's uh, they got some some different stuff where they're kind of doing that. I don't know what it is like a team thing or it's it's different. Yeah, I haven't really followed that myself. So, but kind of reminds me of the remember IFL back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting approach to it. Um, you know, trying trying to incorporate a team aspect into you know uh, an individual sport is uh, it's it's uh it definitely changes a lot about each each uh match for sure totally so you, you spend the big time you just got back from bc if i'm not mistaken for for training for this unified fight correct uh yeah since being cut from the ufc i quickly jumped on board to getting a, a full-time job and and i i found that with the ufc gym here in edmonton 
Um, so I quickly moved from Kelowna back up to Edmonton, not, not knowing what was going to happen with uh, getting back to fighting or not, if I was going to get back on the horse. And um, I came up here, started coaching full time. So I split my time between the two gyms, one here in Edmonton and, and one in Sherwood Park. Uh, that, that's going amazing. We've got a phenomenal team. We have the cheapest rates in, in the city with the most coaches with the highest credentials. Uh, we, have, we have over a dozen coaches on hand uh, daily with, you know, we're, we're offering uh, up inwards of a dozen classes daily as well, all for, you know, a minimal price of, uh, of 89. So cheapest in town with the best coaches amongst me, Andrew McInnes, um, Parvez, we have many, many other good coaches as well. That's a real good price for uh, for an MMA gym or any kind of and combat sports gym, right? It's the best you're ever going to come across, considering you got Andrew McInnes and me as, as you know up in the the top with uh, what we're really bringing to the table. So I and unlimited. So I didn't buy the UFC. I didn't know you were in Edmonton. So are we going to see you on the twenty second of this month at KO Boxing? Uh, yeah, you should. I'm here. Well, we'll try to get we'll try to get a little in person interview one while we're there. Are you going? Are you going to that KO show then, Shane? Uh, I haven't got tickets, but I usually uh, end up at every show here in the city. <laughs> I thought you were in Kelowna for some reason. Uh, I was living there. Um, phenomenal city. The Okanagan is so amazing, and uh, you know, I like I said to to follow this full-time job i moved up here for that reason i didn't want to move i didn't want to come back to edmonton at all to there's just the summers are way too short and the winters are far too long so i didn't want to come back to that cold but i had a great opportunity and now i really love the position i'm in so when you're teaching up there at, at, at your gym do you guys do like like i know the ufc gym especially the one here is um mostly just fitness classes and stuff like that or do you guys you guys have that aspect there, but do you also teach then like a like a legitimate Muay Thai class and stuff like that up there for for actual fighters, not just moms looking to get a sweat on? Yeah, like I said, we offer so many different classes with a wide range. Uh, myself and McKinnis are really taking taking the fighters to that next level, but we offer classes for everyone, and, and the gym has to run. And most like like anyone would know, most of that revenue comes from uh, the average person that just wants to be in shape and have a good time. Yeah. So are you running these gyms or are you like uh, in there as an owner somehow? Well, I'm one of the head coaches. Okay. You know, we have managers that run, um, you know, the, the, the more membership aspect of it. And, uh, you know, I teach people how to punch and kick other people in the face. Sounds like a good that's time. A, that's a good job to have. Yeah. That's what I do best. <laughs> Uh, so you won the unified title from uh, Tristan Connolly, right? Correct. Uh, could you walk me through that fight a little bit? I know Tristan's a relatively tough guy. He doesn't like to quit. Um, I didn't. No. <laughs> he, I could say that he's probably the, one of the most toughest people I've ever fought. He's got he's got no quitting him. He doesn't he doesn't like to lose. So it was an interesting fight when I heard about it because obviously. We know who you are. You you fought on a on a big scale, and you've got a bazillion fights. 
And then you walk in and you fight a guy that has a salty record, kind of. And uh, it was a good fight. Yeah, well, it's, I, I really think so. Uh, he never quit coming. And, and within that fight, one of the main things, there was a few times I, I landed some heavy elbows uh, on a soft part of his temple where I expected that that strike to to make huge uh, you know difference in the fight and he didn't he didn't react to it at all so it's kind of a little bit of annoying and diminishing a little bit but I just had to keep sticking to it and uh, I found a, a different way of winning since he didn't want to go down for my strikes well, you did bring up Cajun Johnson earlier and now that I think about it that's a real interesting fight I think it's a great fight to stand up fighters that are that are going to put on a great Muay Thai show. He just had a good knockout too. It makes sense. Maybe Winnipeg. There you go. Just, oh. Hey, Sean Shelley, what do you think? Me versus Cajun Johnson. Now, I do have a pretty good track record of making fights happen on the interweb. Oh? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to blast that one out now. That's a good fight. I'd like to see it. Great fight! I think it's it's phenomenal, and it's going to be one you know for the fans. Mm-hmm. So, if you could pick, like, other than Cajun Johnson, if you have a dream fight, who is that? Who is that person in any like Muay Thai, kickboxing, MMA, boxing? Who's the guy? Myself, I'd love to fight myself, but that won't happen. So, I really don't have anyone else in mind. I, I have a few things, and, and like I say, I would like to fight myself. I'm constantly trying to improve on that uh at this point i you know i have have a few aspects in that category that i'm working on that i don't really i haven't haven't paid much uh focus to who i want to go at next i have a a few things of myself to to improve on and and that's where my entire focus is right now so you know we've asked a lot of people that question over the last year and that's the most interesting answer i think we've ever got eh, luke Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree with that for sure I, uh, I I think that's a, a, a true definition of a warrior, though, right? Like in somebody that's wanting to, and a martial artist, right? You're always looking to improve yourself and do that and, and kind of grow. And I mean, that that ultimately, that that is what this game is about for, for, for the purists, I think, right? We're always trying to better ourselves than the guy that we were the last time. It just so happens that in order to do that, somebody else needs to get punched and kicked in their face for us to show how we've improved. So, uh, you know, it's pretty good. Pretty good business to be in. Yeah. Um, just a quick heads up. My my phone might die. I grabbed a charger, but uh, I'm still losing a bit of power here. So. I'll just give, right. us, give us a heads up when it's at one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, at, it's at one right now? Yeah, I got it charged. It, I got it, the, it char- plugged in, but it's uh, not going up faster than it's going down. That's all good. Um. What the heck was I going to ask you now? Oh, you threw me off with the charger. <laughs> um, so you've had a lot of fights. What got you into martial arts to begin with? Like, and what age? Um, 16, just turning 17. And at the time, I would just moved to the other side of the city to... I was a fly. Uh, yeah, to uh, I, I moved to the other side of the city. My first, my grade nine and ten years of high school, I, I had butchered. I didn't get all my credits, and I was just wasting time. So I made a conscious decision to move away from a lot of the, the distractions there, and 
I had already made the decision to, to start to really push forward with, you know, finishing school off and actually getting those credits. And around that same time, I was able to hook up with Crew Alin at Iron Tiger. Um, and obviously, you know who that is. He's himself worked amongst, you know, most all of the, the biggest promotions in the world. And he's got uh, a phenomenal list of credentials in, in students that, that he's trained to become world champions of their own. And uh, he, he, you know, he, he gifted me with many great uh, weapons and then offered me all the opportunities to actually prove them. So I, I give my, my pretty much entire career to, you know, the, the luckiness of, of finding Cruel in as a first coach. Yeah, that's uh, a great Ooh, guy um, to have. <laughs> it is, yeah. I met him on a weekend face-to-face after we had him on the podcast, but I drove down to Medicine Hat and had a, had a good visit with him. He's definitely a solid dude, and I, I knew that. I mean, uh, and a lot of guys have spoke highly of him um, that I know really well. He uh, um, Now that you've moved out here, though, to Edmonton and away from Kelowna and away from everybody else, who who is your who is your head coach then in Edmonton or do you have a coach right now or do you just coach yourself after all those years of experience? Um, I, I've kind of been coaching myself for many years right now, but I, I also cert- seek out some of the best training that I possibly can, which is why I I traveled down to Toshido to train with uh, Dave Lee. After hanging out with him for a few days, it was pretty evident that his skill level and what he has to offer and teach me that I, I had moved there for quite some time to learn from him. Um, more, more recently now moving back to Edmonton, I've, I've taken to, uh, learning a lot from, uh, a wrestling coach, Tyree McCracken, uh, a phenomenal guy, very high level wrestler, uh, really going in the direction of, of, um, rugby as well and other very rough sports. Right. So he's a great guy to have around. And more recently, still, uh, Andrew McInnes made his way back to um, Edmonton just recently. And he's been a huge impact on my training camp for this fight in particular. There's a lot of tough guys that train in Edmonton. There's Tanner Bozer, uh, Miles Anstead, Mitch Clark, Sheldon Westcott. Are you getting in any time with these guys? Um, No. We're, we're, we have so many great coaches at our gym uh, alone that I haven't really had much time to, to get out again. I'm teaching quite a bit. So, you know, I, to have my training going on at the same time, the same place that I'm working makes it pretty easy. Uh, Edmonton spread out quite a bit. So I, I am actually my, you know, my, uh, my traveling time is really adding up and that's one thing that's, um, you know, taking up a lot of my time and I'm not too happy about, but, uh, you know, so so with all that, I try to get the training in at the gym that I'm at already. I don't need to to reach out to go to any of these other gyms. Oh, you need a helicopter. I mean, it'd be nice, but uh, <laughs> it, it, they have them. They have the <laughs> the personalized drones, big enough to just take me around. But uh, I've never seen one of those. I want one now. Google one right now. The hobgoblin is is real. The Hobgoblin. I'm going to Google it right now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. The, um, uh, so, so you, yeah, you don't, like, I always hear, do you, do you get any rounds in with Cody Cron? He's always talking about being at the UFC gym. 
Yeah, no, he's there. He, uh, I, I was, you know, training with him last night a little bit. I was getting some some uh, Shark Tank rounds in, and he didn't get in on the, any of those. He was doing some stuff with Yeti, but uh, yeah, we we got we got a, a roster of guys at our own gym. We don't need to really seek out any of the other gyms to to get any more training. That's a real yeah, thing. Wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah. I want one. It's pretty insane. I mean, I, I came across that looking into, you know, those jetpacks, uh, the water jetpacks, very similar right along those lines, right? Uh, so interesting what, you know, the technology we've moved forward to be able to, to you know, make anything we want. You want a jetpack? Okay, we make that. You want a personalized drone? Yeah, we make that too. Now, does this hobgoblin have to be flown over water too? Or is that just the safest uh, place? I don't I don't believe so. The, the, the one that... That I that I came across was pretty much just an oversized drone big enough to carry a person. That's what it was. I just didn't know if like if they're fucking yeah. safe or not. <laughs> Stand yeah. on it or get strapped in it. How, now I gotta fucking now I gotta look it, this thing up. The one that I see and you stand on it, yeah. Yeah. It's it's I basically I'd fall off. There, I'm a, I'm assuming there's there's certain you know every city would have its own regulations to whether you're allowed to actually fly it around or not, but. Could you imagine just seeing some wingnut flip whipping around the city on one of those things? That'd be amazing. Yeah. It's going to happen sooner or later. You might get your own by now, I think, Ian. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll get sponsored by them and we can send you one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have a feeling that would make a hell of a fight entrance if you could come in on one of those bitches and fly over the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to defend your title. When is this title defense coming, or is it, or can you announce it? No, yeah, it, it's uh, September 29th. So we're we're less than three weeks out. Uh, I was getting Shark Tank last night, um, by some killers getting ready for it, and uh, things are going very well. So, like I said, less than three weeks out here in Edmonton, September 29th, Unified. Yeah, that's a pretty big card. There's a lot of uh, good good matchups on that on that card. Uh, yeah, well, Unified is Edmonton's only uh, prevailing MMA promotion now, so they're really taking taking uh, you know that that position properly. And, and the last few cards have been completely stacked. Uh, the promotion's doing very well and always selling out. So, you know, when you got the fans wanting to see the fights, they're they're doing a good job putting those good fights together. Now I now I saw some crazy like fictional looking type story that your opponent put out where he said he was going to finish you in this fight. What 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 do you have to say about that video that he put out? I didn't watch it, but that's cute. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have some 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 fire behind you. Uh, I I'm I'm always like I don't I haven't watched any footage of him, but I've watched about. A couple dozen hours of my sparring in this training camp alone. So, um, I never really approach how my opponents move. I let my coaches do that, and I take their little bits of insight, and I just keep working on myself. Uh, I, I feel strongly about my my speed, my timing, and my reaction. That that I feel like that's my stronger suits that carries me through most fights. And as as and this is why I would have liked to I would like to fight myself is. I feel I'm a more dynamic fighter than than almost anyone I've fought, even in, in the higher levels. Uh, you know, amongst James Cross and Eric Koch, um, 
I think across the board, I'm a little bit more dynamic in the weapons that I bring to the table. Well, when you're throwing those Hadouken things, I, that's I'm terrified. <laughs> I can compete with that. Well, how do you compete with that? You can't. You can't. <laughs> Straight out of a video game, man. Yeah, but it, but it worked. Yeah. It did work. Did work. <laughs> did work. That, yeah. That's, that's fact checked on my phone. It did work. I seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Same as the drone. It's legit. It works. Yeah. Um, this guy's got. This guy's got facts. Well, your opponent just has fiction. Sometimes I get in trouble for saying dumb shit on here. So we gotta gotta. If I'm no, telling people there's hobgoblins, our guests have never got in trouble for saying dumb shit on here. It's always us getting in trouble for saying dumb shit. It's usually Luke that gets in trouble. Yeah, for you saying dumb shit. The, how fair is that? He says dumb shit and I get in trouble. Unreal. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the yeah. dream work. <laughs> He's the whipping boy, I guess. I don't know. I say yeah. I say some wild stuff on here sometimes, and I've never ever got like a a bad thing sent to me. But he'll say one stupid thing, and five hundred people will send hate mail. The beard. It's got to be the beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to be. Well, September 29th is coming quick. Um, that's what, Friday night, right? It's, yeah, it's a Friday. And that's exactly how I got to 101 fights. You know what I mean? That next fight comes quick, and then it's gone. And then I move on to the next one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to come very fast, and uh, it's going to be a great show. I can guarantee that. You don't strike me as somebody that looks past the fight but you also strike me as somebody that has a has a bigger plan in place so you know what's next after this this unified fight for you um i'm not exactly sure what what uh is gonna happen but you you better believe i'm not going to be finishing with this fight so uh there will be another one the best way to find out is check me on my social media my twitter is shaolin style mma and everything else is shane shaolin campbell See, first guest to say he's going to fight himself, and first guest that didn't need to be asked what his social media credentials are. This guy knows how to fucking do an interview. <laughs> Everybody Thank else you, has to be told. Yeah. But yeah. well, I'd like to some see of them you... don't even. Some of them don't even know what it is. They got to look no. it up and go, yeah. oh, yeah, what, what is it? <laughs> you don't even know your own freaking name? What's wrong with you people? Yeah. Well, like... enough time learned to be a little bit more prepared I've, I've wasted enough opportunities uh at 30 years old i need to start making better options better choices and and making those choices in preparation rather than uh after i make the mistake already that's a that's a smart thing to do because i'm 34 years old and i'm still being dumb actually i'm 35 now i just had a birthday forgot this isn't year either but <laughs> <laughs> there's a fly that keeps landing on my camera did you see that little bastard yeah. I'm going to kill it here in a minute as soon as I can find it again. Um, <laughs> I would like to see you compete in Bellator, actually. Yeah. Like, That's very much an option. They got a good 155 well, be, division over there. It'd be interesting to see what uh, what would happen. Well, one beautiful one the... thing, uh, Bellator's option is the mix-up between Muay Thai and kickboxing. Uh, I have no problem switching back and forth. I've never thrown an illegal strike in any amongst any of the the you know the sports that i've played from muay thai kickboxing or mma or boxing um 
you know, I keep my cool and, and play by the rules for each for each game. And uh, I, I love to go back and forth. It really doesn't bother me at all. They both have their their you know their their pros, uh, and I guess a couple cons, but pretty much all pros. Yeah, just different aspects of how to bring my game out. How cool would that be? You got you got these guys like Connor that are two division champs, and then you get somebody that can cross over and be the same organization and be be two sport champs within the organization in in, in weight categories. That'd be sick. That's something I didn't uh, consider, but that's most definitely an option. Um, Connor proved that I <laughs> that that guy is a G and just continuously uh, impresses me um, with every turn that that he makes, but. Uh, you know his performance with with Mayweather proved that he's he can hang with anyone in the boxing world as well. So uh, I, I see him as, as you know a multi-sport champion. So you were impressed by the performance that he put on against Mayweather? Who wouldn't be? He landed the most strikes than any other professional boxer with up and around what like 40, 50 bo- boxing fights alone. Yeah. So there's That's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that were that were hating on his performance, saying he was gifted rounds and blah, blah, blah. But when you actually break the stats down, he did hit Mayweather more than anybody else on the planet has. Yeah, so how can you argue with that? <laughs> well, dummies find a way to. This is true. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I never ever thought about the, the two-sport champion either. It never even popped into my head, but you're so, you're a guy that could do it. I, I, I strongly believe so. One, I mean, for another Canadian, and he's and he's he's down south. That that would be that would be close. Would be somebody I would say like Hakeem if he could go somewhere yeah. like that, right? Duwadi, right? I mean, his Muay Thai skills were insane, and his record speaks for itself in MMA so far. But you know, a lot of guys take something they're 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 uh, you know gifted in one area, and they turn to you know MMA, but they're not they weren't world class when they were when they were you know in the in the one sport right they were just predominantly they were pretty good or you know rising up but but you two um yeah, world class before you switch to mma right so you've got a pedigree that really speaks for itself on, on its own yeah. not just mma well thank you very much hakeem is, is a guy i've gotten to uh to to hang out with a couple times and uh yeah, he is quite a savage. The man knows how to hit with with conviction. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done any sparring rounds with him? Uh, no, we haven't. Uh, we haven't actually got to to go with that. Mostly at different events uh, when we're both coaching and cornering people. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting yeah, was, dude. Yes, I was surprised at how hard he actually hit for for the size of him i mean i'm walking around at 215 pounds and just the way that he hits with precision and and it's almost effortless when he's when he's throwing the strikes right it looks like he's playing with somebody when he when he spars sometimes with some people right it's pretty cool to see Mm -hmm. so with the with the combat athletes i always like to ask you guys about your diet because everybody's got something different that they're doing this guy over here is doing a keto diet well that's me uh, Luke's doing the seafood diet. He just sees food and he eats it. What are you doing? Um, when I try to be at my, my sharpest, I, uh, try to follow the zone. So a book by Dr. Sears, uh, the zone follows a ratio of 40, 30, 30, 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. The basis of this diet is to live longer 
the actual losing of weight is irrelevant, right? So the whole basis of the diet is to control insulin, one of the most detrimental hormones in our body. Uh, we control that insulin, and from that we control, for the most part, the rest of our body, or at least we can have a much better grasp on it. So with the Oh, no, I think his phone died. Shit. Damn it. We were just going to get into some good shit, too. I know. That sucks. It was going so well. He speaks very very good, actually. Yeah, he's very he's a very nice guy. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know. We're just going to keep rolling with this fucking thing anyway. We'll do another 10 minutes. Unfortunately, guys, Shane Shaolin Campbell's phone died. Hopefully, we can get him back on. And we'll pick up right from where we left off as he's explaining this book. Do you remember the name of the book, Luke? The, well, it's the Zone Diet, right? I don't know the name of the book or the author, but I'm sure you could Google it. Um, zone. I've heard about it before. But it's not – that's one where, yeah, I mean, diet's such a stupid word that's thrown around, right? Like, oh, I'm on the – but that that diet is uh, – it's a lifestyle. Yes. It's not a diet, right? It, 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 it's a whole way of living in this way. I know that. And it's um, – you know, those are the ones that I, I think will last longer for individuals, right? When you're going on this uh, – know uh keto plan right i know you're eating keto right now but is that that's not a that's not a long-term way of living is it like 100%. i don't know i'm asking oh it is it 100%. is a long-term yeah oh okay i'll there never get off okay. of it no i feel fantastic i have more energy than i've ever had um gary's doing it too and he's like he's like a energy ball rolled up now into his little package he's leaned down he, like he looks good actually i'm down about 17 pounds Jesus. So it, it, it is what it is. Like, it's not something that you get to go out and eat whatever you want, right? Like, you jump off your keto diet. You got you to gotta work to get back on it again because you got to keep your body in a ketosis state. So, yeah. like, it takes a certain amount of time to get to that state. But uh, once you're in there, like, the energy levels are crazy. I would, I'm, I would be curious how it would be to actually take a fight on on a keto diet um i don't know if anybody's done it yet i don't know so i i know that you like the carbs you like the the sweet potatoes and the rice that works for you you know one thing that i noticed that we worked in this time and i talked to pat about that when we redid the diet as i said i noticed when i started having the braidwood shake yeah right like i feel fuller and that was one thing that was missing before was i didn't have enough fat in my diet I had fat from the meat, but that was it. There wasn't extra, extra fat. So um, I cut out the, the the protein bars and all that stuff. That like I haven't had any of them. We were um, I'm eating some peanut butter, yeah. you know, just whole peanut butter, right? Like nothing else in it. Almonds, a lot more, a lot more nuts again. Um, and I just said I eat nuts. And then uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but but I've noticed that it actually helps me throughout throughout the day. Like, um, and you know, this weekend uh, getting away and going going up to you know down to the hat, and and I, I brought my food with me for Saturday. I felt pretty good. Being up super late with all that um, drama happening and everything else was uh, uh, really threw me off. Sunday, like fuck, oh, Monday, yeah. I woke up. I was two sixteen. I was three pounds heavier than last week. Pat's like, what the hell? I hadn't shit all day. 
<laughs> yesterday was like 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 I was sick or something. It was going off, and you know I'm back down two thirteen again this morning. So yeah. everything's gone. I'm I'm good again. I'm sure I'll be lighter by the end of the week. We're shooting for two ten by the end of next week, um, or or sooner. Uh, and you know, but it would be uh, having that more fat in my diet has really helped me stay consistent. You know, yeah. um, I think before I, I always just felt like I was hungry even though I wasn't and I was missing something. And, um, and I think this has really, really helped. Honestly, I think if I had more of it, I could cut out more of the carbs too. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind when we're getting down to fight week and I'm cutting out all the sweet potatoes and, and I'm, and I'm cutting out the carbs. Like I feel like my brain kind of goes a little squirrely, but I'm not angry like a lot of people, right? When they start to cut that out, they're they're assholes to be around. I, I've never really feel like that, at least as far as I know. Anyway, maybe I am an asshole. I don't know. I used to get it when I was on, like when I, when I would eat carbs. As soon as I would cut them out, I get fucking bitchy. Um, mm-hmm. But what the fuck? I think I've been punched in the face too many times because I forget what I'm gonna say. You're uh, talking about your keto diet. Oh yeah, keto diet. Um, the fuck was I gonna say? I don't know. Doesn't matter if if I don't remember it. It wasn't fucking important. <laughs> uh, there you go. I I do recommend a keto diet though. I, it's uh, it's different because it's that it's that weird thing where everybody thinks that they need to have a starch in their diet for some reason. I don't know what it is. Oh, this is what I was gonna talk about. Um. Ever since I've been drinking the Braidwood Shake, I have two a day. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't been sick at all, not even for a minute. No, never. But before, like I would get a cold here. Like I was good for a cold, like every two or three months, even in the summertime. I did start putting lemon juice in it because I know originally that's I think something one of the ingredients that was yeah. in there. Does not, and I haven't had any. And then I had bought some lemon juice because I wanted to. I started freezing a lot of my food, like like my my spinach, um, some of my fruit, just so that I can buy it in bulk at Costco and and I can freeze some of it because it's still good in shakes and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm freezing some of the and so I bought nectarines because I was gonna when I substitute an apple for a nectarine, I actually get a nectarine and a half oh. compared for the apple, like on on the plan or whatever. So uh, you know that that half a nectarine, if I'm not eating it, it's gonna be a big deal. Oh yeah based off of the apple so uh, i bought this lemon juice turns out i didn't actually freeze any of the nectarines but i bought it so that i could sprinkle the lemon juice on it so it didn't go all brown yeah. you know but i realized i was like oh shit i got this now i think i'm supposed to have some of that in the shake man it's made a world of difference melds the flavors together better but but uh it, it's it's doing something on my inside like i feel different i feel better way better than ever before well, lemon juice is real good for you. It's also good for fighting cancer and keeping it away. Um, I, I've i noticed in some of your shakes that I don't see any berries. They're just green. What the fuck are you putting in there? Some days I don't put the berries in. I, I, I put uh, a banana, spinach, yogurt, um, oatmeal, protein, lemon juice. Some oh, days the, I, don't put a, I don't put berries in there. The berries are key. That's a very key part yeah. of it. It is. It's it's your antioxidants. That's where a lot of the nutrients come is from the blueberries. Um, mm. So the the blueberries are a fucking necessity in the shake. If you're gonna skip anything, don't skip any of it. Don't skip any. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I I just seen a couple green shakes come out. I'm like, well, that's not the shake, bud. You need the blueberries. 
But yeah. one one other thing I started putting in there too was uh, Saskatoon berries. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, so, we lost Shane Campbell. Yeah, um, I'll send him a message, and I'd like to get him on after the uh, after the unified title defense. Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, we can knock this off for today, I guess. Okay. No big deal. I gotta go back to work anyway. I got some busy shit I'm doing tonight. So. We'll we'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday. Peace. Sounds good. Peace.